0: i learned something, i got to run. Hadim dim Kulam no ladim min alev, shabohim hirhurim, v'nim shachim imenu So, imagination, and we here he's talking about uh, things that we imagine which are not appropriate, um, not necessarily inappropriate, but things which are simply not ideal. Things are imagination running wild. The imaginative thoughts are born in our hearts, and from there they go to the mind. This is something he's spoken about before. Uminha ayin and also from the eye. nichnasim harhirhurim Through what we see that causes us to imagine different things. Kamash HaKasub as it says in Maseches HaAvodah Zarah. U'lechein amru sham ba'avastur <laughs> <laughs> nasan, re'iya de Torah mevatlin hihurim. Mikra, oh sorry, Raya de'divrei Torah mevatlin hihurim, the proof that divrei Torah are able to nullify these hihurim, these thoughts that we shouldn't have. What's the Pasuk that teaches us this? Mikra demeiras enayim, it speaks about the Torah which both lights up our eyes and gladdens the heart. So you see that the two areas that it's trying to negate are the eyes and the heart because what we are, are, are emo- what this means is like this, is that what, what causes us to imagine things what, the things that when we rest that our mind just seems to wander to are the things that are emotionally stimulating, the things that, which excite us the things which d- pull on our, on our hearts, on our, on our emotions that's what we end up dreaming about, both daydreaming as well as nightdreaming, and not only that, not only the things which actually aroused us in some way emotionally, but also simply the things that we see, simply by seeing things that also impact us, even if we're not necessarily really allowing it to impact our emotions, right? The heart we understand, but what he's adding over here is that simply the things that we see, that has an impact on us as well. And he's going to therefore give two very interesting examples of the way seeing things actually impacts us. For example, the Gemara Megillah says, li bifne Adam Russia. The Gemara Megillah says that it's actually forbidden to look at an evil person. Interesting, right? Hmm. Uh, we don't Just necessarily don't practice this. <laughs> the Zohar kind of qualifies that and says you have to be a mevinim. You have to be someone who knows how to, how to do this. But when you look at the face of a bad person, the the negative thoughts that they have are somehow going to be able to impact you as well. Now, there's a more famous Gemara which actually says the opposite. Uh, The Gemara says, Um, That, who is it? That Rav Yehuda, who is it? Rav Yehuda Hanasi says about himself, he says, You know why I am greater? I'm a greater scholar than all of my peers? It's because in the study hall, I had the seat where I was in the back. I was able to see the back of Ramayor's head. And he said, had I had a better seat, you know, back then your seating was very much about your prestige. So Riyuda Hanasi must have been a pretty young person at the time. He was in the back, right? He was only, he was able to see, be behind the, the teacher. So he said, I saw the back of Ramayor. And that's why I'm at the stage where I am. That's where I'm so much more advanced than all of my colleagues. If I'd have a better seat where I'd be able to see his face when we learnt, then I'd be in a much better place. By the way, you know, as great as podcasts are, right, there's something about learning in uh, face-to-face. There's something about being able to see the person you're learning from, right? There's something, there's some added value. I remember at one point, I was in yeshiva, I wanted to uh, not go to shir, by one of my teachers, I wanted to just record the class and be able to listen to it. And I was asking a different teacher of mine, he said, you know, you're going to lose out, you know. Rabbi lost out, but simply having that, you know, on a most basic level, seeing the facial expression it has, an impact It's part of the part of the teaching, but there's something mystical there as well. Simply seeing people, seeing someone bad, that has a bad impact. Seeing someone good, that has a positive impact as well. Okay? The rough shear at Yeshiva University, mm-hmm. it was interesting. It wasn't, I, I was not part of the shear, but I, I saw that the classrooms were not like mm-hmm. you know, this. The rough sat in the front, and the classroom was like, Everyone can be as close as possible. Interesting. Can be a, interesting. You know, interesting. 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 Okay. Very interesting. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's... Sorry? The only class at YU. Maybe he wrapped up with also. I think he was also... You know. Does everyone get as good, as good as exposure as possible? Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So, what's he saying? So, he's saying like this. He's saying that th- things we see are more powerful than we normally give them credit for. We're not talking about gazing at things, we're not allowed to gaze at things, that, but simply seeing evil, Right. You know, there's all this uh, literature about, you know, video game, violent video games, their movies and things of that nature, or what their impact is. Right. So it's hotly debated and discussed. But the, what, what he's suggesting is that, yeah, seeing violence, seeing things which or seeing truly again, maybe, uh, you know, fake violence may not be the same thing. But seeing true violence, <laughs> seeing bad people, um, that has an impact, just like good has an impact. And Torah, what Torah does, he says, is able to. On uh, the f- basic level, negate those things. But now he's going to twist it. He's going to take it a little bit further. It's not just that Torah, because it's misamche lev, it gladdens the heart, and that negates the negative emotion that, that sin has aroused in us, or that we see the Torah, and that is able to, that it lights up our eyes, and that negates the negativity that our eyes saw. It's more than that, he says. I'm skipping around a little bit. yedei Torah, he motzim Torah, muluveshes He says it's not just that it negates, it actually rescues the Torah which was hidden and captured within those negative thoughts. He says that when we see bad things, there is an impact. When we we have these emotions for bad things, there's an impact. And the Torah not only pushes it out, but it actually redeems the good that is in all those things. Because in every negative faculty force, there is something good as well. Right? We spoke, we're, we're speaking about this week's parsha, about the 70 souls that went down to Egypt. What elder 70 do we have? Neged Shivim Umbos parallels the 70 nations. Seventy nations who are our enemies, right? In in classical literature, right? The seventy idolatrous nations, that's bad. But the seventy Jewish souls... That's good. What is, what's the parallel? What's the connection? It's not just the negation of, it's, it's that the 70, they're able, not, not just a balance, they're drawing the good out of the bad. That there is something good to be found in each of these nations and the 70 souls that went down to Egypt were able to capture and bring out and redeem the good that existed within them. Through finding, being able to take out the Torah which is hidden in it, umotzi, bilo hadimyon Oh, so Uma. What we're doing is we're overcoming and over we're, we're defeating that nation, but not by simply negating them, but by taking the good from within them. Right? You hear the difference, right? It's not just that, that the eyes and the hearts are now going to be used for good and push out the evil. It's that even within the evil there is something good, and by then going and learning and through that uh, changing our eyes and changing our heart, changing our emotions, what that does is able to redeem the, go- the, ba- the good that was found in that bad. Yes. Is that what happened with Billum? What do you mean? He ultimately blessed the Yeah, 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 absolutely. There was the good excellence, right? Excellent. There was something good there. And the Torah is able to, what, the, what happened over there is the Torah only got the good out of it. But certainly it was the externalities of that was bad. And Hashem kind of gleaned the good. And that's what we have recorded in the Torah. Excellent example. Um, let's, let's, let's see one, uh, one example of this. Uh, okay, so in the book of, of Daniel, he describes all the enemies of the Jewish people um, by way of this image of an individual, okay? And there's the, there's the torso, and there's the legs, and each part of the body represents a different nation. That's the image of Daniel. So the neck, he said, the neck represents that of Mitzrayim. Why does the neck represents um, Mitzrayim. So the Arizal says, shu de umochin dekatnos. We spoke about this before, that imagination is when our mind kind of shuts down, which is not the expansive mind, the proper expansive mind, but it's a certain limitation, right? The neck is our most narrow part of our body. So it speaks to a certain constriction that exists. Yam. Mitzrayim is made up of two words. Mitzrayim, which means the straits, the constriction. Yam, of the sea. What does that mean? Shadim yonos he mitzirim shoyam achach mahamitis shnei because what these, the, the negative, the sinful, or at least the, even the neutral imagination, the daydreaming, it constricts and blocks our ability to have the expansive oceans of Torah, which is right, the Torah is compared to the Yam, the expansiveness of the Torah. It's meaning it's it's more expansive than the ocean, right? The Torah, in the sense that it's broad and it's expansive. Mitzrayim is meitzar Yam. It constricts and it blocks us from being able to experience that expansiveness. Okay, Torah. Okay, but it's not just that it's a, the negation of, but we needed to be a Mitzrayim. As a preparation for Torah, right? Because exactly what he's saying before. It's not just that it gets in the way, we have to kick it out. No, it's there, we have to redeem something from it. Because the preparation for each thing is its opposite. By overcoming it. We needed to experience a mitzrayim, a constriction of that expansiveness, in order to be ready for a Torah, able to experience that yam. U'gulasam ayyideh Moshe Rabbeinu okay, and our U'gula, we'll come back to Moshe, um, and, 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 God willing, tomorrow, but the basic idea is that Mitzrayim is really the opposite, the constriction of the mind is meitzaryam, which is what Mitzrayim really is, which is really not just, again, something which stood in the way of Matan Torah, it actually was the preparation for Matan Torah. The process of preparing for the Torah begins in Egypt, right, the sphere, of the counting begins in Egypt, because it's not just that the evil in our eyes and our hearts gets in the way of Torah on another level again we don't embrace evil we don't embrace these negative things but they inevitably happen and we have to recognize they are not just stumbling blocks but it's through them it's through through now going ahead and now exposing our eyes to something positive by exposing by capturing our emotions for something godly, that in that process we're able to not only negate and push away the evil, but it's through the experience of Mitzrayim and through the experience of Mitzrayim that we're able to ultimately come to a matan Torah that we have to, in retrospect, not deliberately, not, not initially, not lechatkhila but in retrospect, be able to recognize that those mistakes that we made along the way through our eyes, through our hearts, they're actually going to be the pathway if we're able to now use our eyes to see Torah, to see positive things, we're able to use our emotions to be enveloped in a love for God and an excitement and a awe and, and trepidation for God, All those are able to not only push away the bad, but redeem the bad, the good that exists in the bad as well.)